ومن سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له به طريقا إلى الجنة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين أما بعد so we can start the third majlis or the third sitting for today inshallah the third and the last uh, we stopped at number seven towards now we stopped at number seven now so the sheikh says rahimahullah he talked about <coughs> the fact that we are obviously muslims then he goes into another masala which is the reason why we find ahlu sunnah describing themselves with different labels as salafiyun ahlul hadith ahlul athar what is the reason for all of these labels to come about because you will hear even ahlu sunnah wal jamaah Whereas if you look for into the hadith of the Prophet, you won't find uh, uh, these alqab or some of these specifically as they are. Although the meaning is there. The Sheikh says, And this naming at the beginning of Islam. This word of al-Muslimun, your Muslims, alhamdulillah. That was at the beginning of Islam. And at that time, people only used to ascribe themselves to Islam. Now he's going to mention the reasons why, the reasons why people started to call themselves Salaf or Ahlul Hadith or Ahlul Athar. He says, When the Bid'ah became widespread, when Ahwa and the desires and the whims of the people started to be widespread. And when every single mubtadi' he left away, went away with Islam, يعني he, he sufficed with that which was near him. So due to these reasons, and to, due to bid'ah coming into the ummah, beforehand there was no bid'ah, so you can say I'm a Muslim. And everyone knows you're a Muslim that is a Salafi, that, upon, that is upon the Quran and the Sunnah, upon the understanding of the Sahaba. Everyone knew. But the problem came when different groups came into this Ummah. The Sheikh says, Rahimahullah, لم يجد سلفنا الصالح بدا من إظهار ألقابهم الشرعية التي يتميزون بها عمن سواه من المضلين. They had no choice but to differentiate themselves from Ahlul Bid'ah. And to mention those titles and those names that would separate them from the people of misguidance. And they started to lay themselves. They started to use names that were mentioned in the Nusus. That were mentioned in the Nusus. For example. We're with the Jama'ah. So when the Khawarij came, they would say, Nahnu ma'al Jama'ah, we're with the Jama'ah. Jama'ah means the main body of Muslims. And the saved sect. Which the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that this um the, this ummah will split into seventy three sects, all of them in the fight except for one. And they said Firqatun Najiyah, the saved sect, because it is the one that is saved from the fire of Allah subhanahu wa taala. So that is why it is the saved sect. What Taifatul Mansur and the Taifa that is aided, where Allah, where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that there is not an ummah that will see there is a group that will cease to be upon the Haq. Until the affair of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes. طيب. Also, كَمَا تَسَمَّوْ أَيْضًا بِمَا الْتَزَمُوا بِهِ مِنَ الْعَمَلِ بِالسُنَّةِ أَلَّتِي نَبَدَهَا غَيْرُهُمْ كَالسَّلَفِي وَأَهْلِ الْحَدِيثِ وَأَهْلِ الْأَثَرِ وَأَهْلِ السُنَّةِ Also, so these names were names mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah. لكن, there were other names that they were forced to also label themselves because there were people that opposed them. For example, أَهْلُ الْحَدِيثِ وَأَهْلُ الْأَثَرِ the people of hadith or the people of narrations. Why did they need to say that? Because there were those that said we're going to rely upon our intellect. Where they would debate with Imam Ahmed and all of the Salaf based on what they understood or they what they understood from the Quran and the Sunnah. So Imam Ahmed would say to them, La, the Quran, the hadith says this, I don't have a hadith for that, or the hadith this. That's why when he was debating the Mu'tazila during his time when they said the Qur'an is created, they would say this and this and this and he would say to the leader, I don't know what they're saying. But let them bring something from the Qur'an and the Sunnah, then I can debate with them. But what they're saying is based on the intellect. 
So he would say, Qala law, qala rasul, and they would say, yeah, but the aql says this, and this is impossible. If we say this, then this is going to happen. And if you believe that Allah descends down to the lowest heaven every night, then what happens is this. Logic, what happens, what happens if, if, if. Imam Ahmed said, qala law, qala rasul. Come to me with something that says, qala law, qala rasul. Then I can debate you. Also, as-salaf. As-salaf meaning those that preceded us. As-salaf meaning those that preceded us in goodness. وَأَهْلِ الْأَثَرِ Those that follow the narrations of the Prophet So the Khawarij, for example, they contradict the narrations of the Prophet And if a person falls into a major sin, according to them, he's a kafir. So they have contradicted the Athar. وَأَهْلُ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ And Ahlu Sunnah, the people of the Sunnah that follow the Sunnah, وَالْجَمَاعَةِ And that follow the Jama'ah, the main body of the Muslims. Meaning they don't break off and say we're going to start a new party and a new organization. طيب. Then the Sheikh says وَإِنَّمَا آثَرُ هَذِهِ الْأَلْقَابِ تَمَسَّ وَتَسَمَّوا بِهَا لِعِلَلٍ كَثِيرًا They only use these names due to a need. ذكر بعدها فضيلة الشيخ بكر أبو زيد رحمه الله So Imam ب... Sheikh Bakr Abu Zayd رحمه الله He mentions in his book that some of the reasons why they had to use these names is because what the Sheikh has mentioned himself that they had to use names to differentiate them from Ahlul Bid'ah they had to use names that differentiate them from Ahlul Bid'ah. So the people of truthhood can be different to the people of uh, Batil. Also, from the Al-Qab that the Sheikh mentions is that, or from the things that the Sheikh mentions is that these names, they don't call to a Bid'ah. It is not an innovation. It means, it doesn't mean, it doesn't carry a meaning to say that you have to differentiate, you have to oppose everyone else that, that is not upon your Upon your way And it's just something that is exclusive to you Rather it is something which is exclusive to the whole ummah As long as they implement the Quran and the Sunnah Whereas like for example Jama'at al-Ikhwan Muslimin You're only from them If you're from them If you're from that organization Likewise Jama'at al-Tabliq They'll only take you on their tawaf If you're from them If you say to them Listen my family are back home let me go with you. You can do what you want to do, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that with you. I'm going to go there to see my family. Do you think they'll take you on this da'wah? No, because they want da'wah. They want you to give da'wah. <coughs> for them, you're a soldier to give da'wah. Also, these names, they don't lead to ta'asub or anything. You're not holding yourself as a fanatical supporter of anything other than the Quran and the Sunnah. Ahlul Hadith. Ahlul Sunnah. It doesn't connect you to any individual Who does it connect you to? The Quran and the Sunnah And that's what we should all do Connect ourselves to the, to the Quran and the Sunnah But there's a difference between what they call themselves And what Ahl Bid'ah call themselves And Ahl Sunnah call themselves So for example that Sha'ira That they look up to was a Ash'ari When they say That the Diabandis and the Ahnaf follow Or many of the Ahnaf follow They're from Abu Mansur Maturidi That was his name Mu'tazilat, that was what they did And they broke off Okay Ikhwan Muslimin That's the name that they gave themselves It's not found in the Quran and the Sunnah Lakin these names of As-Salafiyah and so on They're found in the Quran And in the Sunnah Tayyip Another question that may arise With regards to this Is can someone call themselves a salafi Can someone call themselves, call themselves a salafi Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah Rahimahullah he says Shaykh al-Islam is not a madkhali And he's not a jami because he died obviously about in the 7th century. طيب. He says, There's no harm. There's no harm or no disparagement or no uh, there's no harm upon the one that says, eh? no blame upon the one, no blame upon the one who portrays and calls himself to the madhab of the salaf. And he affiliates himself with the salaf. He says, I am a salafi. He says, anyone that says that, there's no blame. Or harm, no harm on that. Bal rather that rather Rather, it is wajib to accept that from him. Why, ya Shaykh al-Islam? Because for in the madhab al-Salafi, because of the madhab of the Salaf, the methodology of the Salaf, la yakunu illa haqqa. It is not anything but the haqq. It is only haqq. Tayyip. Also, the Salaf Salih, or the, the, the later generations of the Ummah, they would refer to a person. As he was a Salafi 
So for example, Imam Al-Taqudni in Sirah Imam Al-Dhahabi says in his explanation or in his Sirah Al-Mulak where he talks about biographies of the Ummah of Islam, those that came before him, he would say, talking about Imam Al-Taqudni, لم يدخل رجل أبدا في علم الكلام ولا الجدال ولا خاض في ذلك بل كان سلفيا. Who's saying that? Imam Al-Dhahabi. Who's saying that? Regarding Al-Taqudni He says Al-Taqudni did not enter into Ilm al-Kalam Philosophy and all of that He was far from that An argument, debating He was far from that طيب. لكن he was what? بل كان السلفيا He says that Al-Dhahabi was from the students of Ibn Taymiyyah طيب. Where's the Siyasa now? طيب. These people that are saying this That's him Also Imam Al-Dhahabi himself He says فالذي يحتاج إليه الحافظ The Hafid, the Imam to be a hafid of the Sunnah of Allah has to be what? <coughs> that he has to be a dhaki, someone who's intelligent, a taqi, someone who fears Allah, and a salafi, salafiyan, someone who follows the Quran and the Sunnah upon the understanding of the Salaf of Salih. Also, Imam, oh, Imam Fawzan, Imam Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz, Sheikh Imam Nasir al-Din al-Bani, they would all be asked. About, about saying, can you call yourself a Salafi? And they would all say, of course, it's permissible to call yourself a Salafi as long as it is real. As long as he is a person of a Salafi upon the Quran and the Sunnah. Is that understood? Again, lakin, obviously it doesn't mean, as some people say, that as if you've given yourself a teski or you've praised yourself. It's not praising yourself. You're just saying what your aqidah is. Because in reality, when you say, I'm a Muslim, is that not a way of praising yourself? If that's the case, let's not call ourselves Muslims if it's praising yourself. So there's no harm in a person calling him calling himself a Salafi. Again, it doesn't mean that every majlis he goes to, or every time he says, I'm a Salafi, picks out the phone, I'm a Salafi, goes home, I'm a Salafi, and that's it. It doesn't mean that. Lakin it means that the person says, Ana salafiyul mu'taqad. My aqeedah, my manhaj, my methodology is upon the aqeedah of the salafu salih. Where's the harm in that? The answer is there is no harm in that. طيب. As for what Ibn Usaymin said, rahimahullah, about that there's a jama'ah that you, they call themselves salafis and so on, and they're like a hizb. Sahih, it's true. Is that not what Shaykh Abd Aziz Abd Salam said? Did we not come across that in the last two sessions? Of course. That's if you make a hizb. Like in general, there's no harm in calling yourself a Salafi. There's no harm in calling yourself a Salafi because you're saying I'm upon the Quran and the Sunnah upon the understanding of the Salaf al-Salih. Type number number eight. <coughs> number eight. Number eight. The Sheikh says, Holding on to that which the Quran and the Sunnah show, and that which the Salaf al-Salih. Uh, had consensus over in dealing with our rulers and our the Muslim leaders. So this eighth one, eighth asal, which differentiates Ahlul Sunnah and separates Ahlul Sunnah from all of the other deviant sects is what he's going to mention now. He's going to mention a few points of the aqid of the Salaf al-Salih. With regards to the hukam, and I'm going to summarize it because we don't have a lot, we don't have much time. Lakin, the most important point is that you understand the aqeed of the Salaf al-Salih with regards to the hukam, the rulers. And if you've got the Arabic, I want you to write one or two or three. And if you've got the English, inshallah, you can also do so by following. The Sheikh says, Rahimahullah, Nahnu nasma'u wa nuti'u amrina fi That's number one. We hear and we obey and we listen to the rulers in other than. In other than obeying them in sins So if they tell you don't pray You pray Because that is a sin If they say to you don't fast You don't obey them You fast But in everything else You still obey them in But that specific ma'asiyah You don't obey them in Is that understood? Number one is what? We're here and we obey Like in other than the sin of Allah If he commands you with a sin And says don't pray Does that mean you can rebel against him? No, it means in this act you can't obey him, you pray. But other than that, you still leave him alone and you hear and you obey. The second one, The second is, number two, we don't see that it is permissible to rebel against the rulers of the Muslims, even if their sins are many. Even if their sins are many. It is not permissible to rebel against the Muslim ruler, 
even if their sins are ma- his sins are many. Again, all of the Ahlul Bid'ah, they go against this. Number two, number three. <laughs> Number three, we don't involve ourselves in anything to do with their dunya. We don't try taking their role. We don't try taking all of the th- anything that is from their responsibility. Number four, we advise them. We advise them. And then the sheikh says with, with sincerity. And we have to advise them, he says, hidden, in a hidden way. What does it mean to advise them in a hidden way? And this is very important because now there are those that say you can refute or you can you can insult or you can talk about the deficiencies or the shortcomings of the rulers on the member and in lessons out in the open. <coughs> this means what this means the Sheikh is saying, we advise them in private. We go to them or we write to them or we call them if we can and we say this has happened, this has happened, this has happened, and Allah says this, or the Messenger says this, so we can't do this. That is how you advise them. And that is what advice is, really. Because that's how the Salaf did. And that's the Prophet said, if you've got advice, then you say it with him. You go to him, and then you advise him. And that's how the Sahaba understood it. That's why Osama bin Zayd, they came to him and said, why don't you advise Uthman? He said to them, do you think I only advise it? Do you think every time I speak to him, I'm going to come to you and say, I advise Uthman? I advise him with that which is between me and him. Khalas. And that's the aqeed of Ahlul Sunnah. So people will say, you guys don't advise the hukam. Or your leaders don't advise the hukam. They said that to Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah. They said, you, don't, you guys don't advise the leaders. He goes, we do. They go, how come they don't listen? He goes, yeah, because how many times do we advise you, but you guys don't listen? You know? So just because someone doesn't listen, it doesn't mean they're not getting advised. And that's the way to do advice. As for standing in the member on khutbah, saying the ruler's done this, and that ruler done this, and this ruler done this, that is the methodology of the khawarij. Methodology of the khawarij. Write that down as a qa'idah. The ahlul bid'ah, all, all types of ahlul bid'ah, they will stand on the member. They will stand in lessons. They will deliver lectures and say and talk about and mention the shortcomings of the rulers. That is what they're known for. <coughs> That's why some of the Salaf said There is not a person of bid'ah Except that he believes it is permissible To rebel against the hukam Then the Sheikh says Rahimahullah, the, the fifth point is that we, adv- we make dua for them We make dua for them That Allah gives them success That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses them Not in their personal lives Lacking in Issues to even in their personal lives, like in more so issues to do with how they govern the land. Or Allah give them tawfiq, or Allah give them great company, good company that can tell them to do the good, and so on and so forth. طيب. Then the Sheikh says, Rahimahullah, and we see that it is also it is disliked to go into them all the time go into their offices and all the time except for one that is advising them or one that is often uh, that's one that has been harmed and has been oppressed and he's trying to get his right again that goes to the masalih and fasid but like in a lot of the salaf would also uh, advise them and so on and sit with them so that they could be good company to them and we see that it is we have to have we have to perform jihad with them you see these in you see these points in the books of aqeedah and number eight number seven we refute those people who insult them and mention their shortcomings and belittle them in front of the people in order to cause fitan and so on because that will cause fitan and all you have to do is look back in the Arab Spring. Where are all of those uh, teachers of the, or the, the Mashaykh of Ikhwan al-Muslimin when they were saying, rebel against this person, rebel against that, do this, and I've taken my wife to the Maidan al-Tahrir and, and my children and everyone. Where, where did they end up? How many Muslim people died? The Muslim blood is sacred. It's more sacred than the Kaaba. Like to say it doesn't matter. The ends justify the means. That's not the correct. That's the Ikhwani Qaida. That's the Qaida, a principle that deviants use. 
لكن we preserve the blood of the Muslim we look after it so anyone that we see talking about the rulers we make sure we say listen that person is a mubtadi' some of the salaf would say as a ta'an just as a, يعني, to show that يعني, they would say that this person كان يرصيف he was a person that believed that khuruj was permissible that would be the jarh that would be what they would blame him for so it would take him out of the sunnah because they would say he believes that it is permissible to rebel against the hukam and that was enough to differentiate between him and them. So they would be Al-Sunnah and he would be Al-Bid'ah. Why? Because they say, كَانَ يَرَى الصَّيْفِ كَانَ يَرَى الصَّيْفِ He would see that it was permissible to rebel against the rulers with the sword. Even though he has never rebelled. Like he believed it was permissible. Which means he contradicted the Sunnah, sunnah of the Prophet Right. And then the Sheikh says at the end, we, we have these points, we believe in these points because it leads to rebellion and it leads to a lot of fitting and disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, <coughs> now, so this asal, uh, the Sheikh mentions a few narrations, like in they all go back to these masail that he mentioned right at the beginning, that the aqeed of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that they hear and obey in other than the sin other than sinning against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they do not rebel against the rulers. Then the Shaykh says, Rahimahullah, Al Aslu Tasi' and this is a very important one. Munabadatu ahl bid'a wa tahdiru minhum. Munabadatu ahl bid'a wa tahdiru minhum. To warn against Ahlul Bid'a and to stay away from Ahlul Bid'a and to be distant from them. طيب. So first and foremost, what is a bid'a? أي بدعة طريقة في الدين مخترعة تضاهي الشريعة يقصد بها السلوك عليها يقصد بسلوك عليها المبالغة في تعبد لله سبحانه وتعالى. It means a path that a person takes, which is introduced into the religion, and it is in contrast to the Sharia of Allah سبحانه وتعالى. And a person does it in order to get closer to Allah سبحانه وتعالى. So that is the meaning of a bid'a. A person doing something that the Prophet did not do That's number one And the Prophet sallallahu In many ahadith He warned us against al-bid'a Every Friday he would say And he said Every misguidance is in the fire Every bid'a, every innovation is a misguidance And every misguidance is in the fire He also said sallallahu alayhi wa Like the hadith that we just passed Beware of the newly invented matters so in so many hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he prohibited us from falling into bid'ah. طيب. That means what? Number one, كل بدعة ضلالة. I want you to write these principles down quickly, quickly, inshallah. Number one, كل بدعة ضلالة. Every bid'ah is a misguidance. Every single bid'ah is a misguidance. Number two. لا يوجد في الإسلام بدعة حسنة. There is no such thing as a good bid'ah in Islam. Number three, لو كان خيراً لسبقونا إليه. If it was any good, that bid'ah that they introduced, and if there was any good in it, the Sahaba would have done it before us. Number four. الأصل في العبادات المنع أو توقيفي as you've studied توقيفي now the أصل the, the default ruling on any type of worship is that it is impermissible for you to do unless you have evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah so it is haram for you to pray five times a day unless you have a delil from the Sunnah you have a delil صح? then you can pray it is haram for you to do Hajj but now you have a delil so you can do Hajj and so on and so forth Meaning now you can't say I'm going to celebrate the birth of the Prophet in order to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we say to you that the asal is that it is not permissible. Hat dalil. Give us dalil. Evidence. And that dalil has to be clear cut. It can't be a dalil that says you have to love the Prophet. Sahih. We have to love the Prophet but it doesn't help you in your cause. Bring me an evidence in which the Prophet celebrated his birthday. Or... Abu Bakr and Uthman and Umar celebrated his birthday. The last principle is wajib, yajib alayna tahdhiq min ahl bid'a. Min al bid'a wa ahl bid'a. It is wajib, compulsory upon us to warn against innovations 
and the people of innovation. Innovations and the people of innovations. <coughs> the Shaykh says, Rahimahullah, Ajma salaf ala munabadati ahli bid'ah. What the Hagidi, what the Hadi mean whom come a haka, who anum and Kadi Abu Yala or Gayum and Mahakin. The Shaykh says, The Ahlus Sunnah are in consensus. There's no difference of opinion among Ahlus Sunnah that they distance themselves and they free themselves from the people of bid'ah and that they warn against them. وَمِمَّا يَجْدُرُ التَّنْبِيهُ عَلَيْهِ فِي هَذِهِ الْقَضِيَّةِ أَنَّ أَهْلِ الْبِدْعَةِ فِي زَمَانِنَا هَذَا يَتَسَطَّرُونَ بِلِبَاسِ السُنَّةِ وَيَخْتَفُونَ خَلْفَ إِسْمِهَا And it is worth mentioning that the people of Bid'ah nowadays, they hide behind the names of the Sunnah. They hide behind the Sunnah and this, the name of the Sunnah. بَيْنَمَا هُمْ غَارِقُونَ فِي الْبِدْعَةِ When in reality they are drowning in Bid'ah. يعرف ذلك كل من نظر إليهم عن قرب وطلع على ما يتسترون ما يتسارون به من حزبيات وتنظيمات ومحاولة خروج عن حاكم المسلم والنكث للبيعة. <coughs> so he said the people of bid'ah they are drowning in so many types of bid'ah. Yet the only people that will see that are those people that have knowledge of them. That's why I was saying earlier on it's important to have knowledge of the people of bid'ah so that you can avoid it. Not so that you can beat them up, no. So that you can avoid it and you can stay away from them. Not that so you can go to them and say, Ya Jama'at Tablik Ta'al, I'm going Jannah, you're going Jahannam. No. And that's how people make out as if the Salafis are saying that. We're not saying that. Like we're saying, Anta ala al-bid'ah. You're upon bid'ah. And this is the haqq, so follow it. Also, the shit, yani, there's a lot of bid'ah that they're upon that is clear cut, contradicts, or it clearly contradicts the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. <coughs> so then the Sheikh says that that's how they were from day one. That's how uh, they were from day one. Then he mentions towards the, uh, and after a few lines, he mentions in a book by Ibana, Imam Ibn Mata, in his book called Al Ibana, he says that Mufaddal Ibn Muhallal, he said, and he was from the Thiqat, from those that narrated the Sunnah of the Prophet, he said, if the person of Bid'ah, إذا جلست إليه يحدثك ببدعته. If the person of bid'ah, when you go to him, if he was going to tell you about his bid'ah, say, listen, you know, I'm practicing the bid'ah, but I don't want to tell anyone, but it's a new bid'ah. If he was going to do that, حذقته وفرقت منه. You would be warned against him, and you run, you would run away from him, صح؟ طيب. ولكنه يحدثك بأحاديث السنة صلى الله عليه وسلم. أحاديث السنة. لكن he will mention to you the hadiths of the sunnah. In the beginning of his majlis In the beginning of his gathering Or in the beginning when you start to go to him At the beginning They'll mention the hadith of the Prophet Then he will bring his bid'ah out Then he will bring his claws out as they say He will bring his bid'ah out You never know It might remain in your heart if it does go into your heart, when will it come out? The Sheikh is referring to staying away from Ahlul Bid'ah. So the Salaf would warn against actually staying with the people of innovation. Why? So that their innovation cannot find a place in your heart. Ma'amag says, Rahmatullah alayhi, Kana ibn Tawus, Tawus, he was a tabi'i, Kana jalis and he was sitting down. Faja'a rajulu min al-Mu'tazila, a person from the Mu'tazila who was a deviant sect. Uh, they say he came to him. فجعل يتكلم. He started to talk. فأدخل ابن طاووس أسبوعيه في أذنيه. And he started to go like that. طاووس, who was from the Salaf, he started to go like that, like that. And he said to his son, يا بني أدخل أسبوعيك في أذنيك. Oh my son, do this as well. Put your fingers into your ears so that you can't hear. وشدد and hold it tight so that you do not hear. ولا تسمع من كلامه شيئا and do not hear anything of his words. شوف. Do not hear anything of his words. from the Tabi'een. He wasn't a Madkhali or a Jami. He was from the Tabi'een. And he's saying what? Stay away from the people of the Bid'ah. That's why Ma'amag who narrated this story, he said, Al-Qalb al-Da'if. Ya'ni anna al-Qalb al-Da'if. Because the heart is weak. Don't think, Wallahi, today I'm on the Sunnah. I will always be upon the Sunnah. You never know. And we'll, I'll mention some of the stories that are quite scary. Tayyip. <coughs> Also, there was another man in the same book who was narrated. Uh, 
أخرج عن نفسه قال لي أمان ستهم ست عبد الرزاق ستهم قال لي إبراهيم بن محمد بن يحيى وهو أحد المعتزلة المعتزلة قال ستهم أرى المعتزلة عندكم كثيرا I see a lot of معتزلة a lot I see them a lot with you أنا ستهم يعني ذا سلفي ستهم قلت نعم صحيح وهم يزعمون أنك منهم and they claim that you're from them is that true? So a معتزلة came to this Imam عبد الرزاق and he said this معتزلة ستهم there's a lot of معتزلة around And he said, yeah, and they claim that you're from them. Right? Come into this place, we talk, let me talk to you. And he said, قلت, لا. He said, no, you won't speak to me. قال, لما? قال, why? قلت, because I, and then I said to him, he's, he's narrating the story. He said, لأن القلب الضعيف, because the heart is weak. والدين ليس لمن غلب. And the religion is not for the one that out argues the other one, or that wins in the debate. So that's why the Salaf in many innovations they would say and they would warn against sitting with the people of Bid'ah. And Abu Ayyub al-Sakhtiyani who was from the Salaf, he said, Ya Abu Bakr, as'aluka an kalimatin. So they said to him, a, a man from uh, the people of innovation, they said to Abu Ayyub al-Sakhtiyani, Ya Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr, as'aluka an kalima. Let me ask you about one word. Yani, One word, let me ask you a question. قال أيوب وجعل يشير بأصبعه ولا نصف كلمة ولا نصف كلمة والله you can't ask me half a word. Forget about a word. You can't ask me a word. Why? Because he fears that that bid'ah will find a place in his heart. Another one of the salaf, another one of the salaf, he said, Sufyan, uh, or it was said to Sufyan رضي الله عنه. Sufyan, he said, جعل ينظر إلى أمر ربيع من الصباح. So he said, he started, he was in Basra. He looked at a man, a man came to them and he looked at him. Yeah. So now Falashakana Kalam Sufyan Basra. So when Sufyan himself, when he came to when Sufyan came to Basra, he started to look at a certain individual, wondering what he's upon. And his how he what he is according to the people, Yani. And he asked, What is Rabi' this man, Rabi' bin Subih? What is he? They said, فَقَالُوا لَهُ مَذْهَبُهُ إِلَّا السُنَّةِ مَا مَذْهَبُهُ إِلَّا السُنَّةِ His madhab is the sunnah. He's upon the sunnah. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. They said to him, Sufyan said about a man, what is his madhab? They said, we don't know anything, but he's upon the sunnah. He's not on anything upon the sunnah. He said, مَنْ بِطَعْنَتُهُ Who does he hang around with? قَالُوا أَهْلُ الْقَدَرِ Who does he hang around with? Ahlul Qadr, the people that deny the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qala huwa Qadri, then he is Qadri. He is a person who is also upon their methodology. Note, Sufyan said what? Who does he hang around with? So the person is upon the religion of the people that he is upon, that he hangs around with. Ibn Batta, he says in his book, in narrating this or putting a commentary on this, he said, Rahmatullahi ala Sufyan. May Allah have mercy upon Sufyan. لَقَدْ نَطَقَ بِالْحِكْمَةِ Verily, he uttered the hikmah, the wisdom. فَصَدَقَ And he told the truth. وَقَالَ بِالْعِلْمِ And he said, he spoke with knowledge. فَوَافَقَ الْكِتَابَ وَالسُنَّةِ فَوَافَقَ الْكِتَابَ وَالسُنَّةِ And he spoke the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And he was in a, his kalam, his speech was in accordance with the Qur'an and the Sunnah. وَمَا تُوجِبُهُ الْحِكْمَةِ And that which the wisdom necessitates. وَيُدْرِكُ And everyone of a person, every people of all the people of understanding can tell. Then he said, قال الله تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تتخذوا بطانة من دونكم لا يألونكم خبالا ودوا لو لو خبالا ودوا ما عنتم. So he mentioned this verse in which Allah subhanahu wa taala tell, commands us and tells us to not stay away from those people of uh, the people of the book, because they will always do everything in there and exert themselves in trying to in trying to misguide us, because their hatred is. Is embedded in their heart. طيب. Then, <coughs> then there are another other, other narrations that the Sheikh mentions. Lacking, why are they mentioning these narrations? He is saying, stay away from the people of bid'ah. If you know a person to be upon bid'ah, then stay away from them. Why are you going to put yourself in that position where you could be liable to fall into bid'ah? And there are a few stories that will show you the dangers of bid'ah. There was a man by the name of Imran ibn Hittan. He wanted to marry, he was a person who was upon khayr and upon goodness. طيب. He wanted to 
marry a woman who was from the Khawarij. And the people said to him, like, leave her alone, she's a Khawarijah. She's from the Khawarij. He said, no, inshallah, I'll bring her to the Sunnah. They said, no, leave her alone. No, no, I'll bring her to the Sunnah. He married her ala kulli hal. Some narrations, she made his sadaqah, killing the killing of Al. Uh, or she made his sadaqah some, something which was related to their manhood or whatever it was. Anyhow, he married her. And then, as you know, Ali was what? Murdered by? The Khawarij. He was murdered by the Khawarij. Abdurrahman Muljim, al-Jamahullah. He was murdered by him. So this individual that married this Khawarijah woman, he ended up being from the Khawarij because he married her. To the extent he sent, said these lines of poetry in praising the killer of Ali. He married the Khawarijah woman. He ended up being a Khawarij. Not only that, he started to praise the one that killed Ali. And he said, Ya darbatan min taqiyil ma arada biha illa liyablugha min dhil arshi ridwana inni laadkurahu yawman fa'ahsabahu awfal bariyati indallahi mizana He said in praising the one that killed Ali, Oh, a striking, Ya darbatan min taqiyil ma arada A striking that was done by a righteous person in which he did not want except to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I remember him and then when I remember him I consider him to be the best of the people in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he killed Ali and he's saying he's the best of the people in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala another example uh, another example Imam Atarqudni rahimahullah who we mentioned earlier on he was with Abu Dhar al-Harawi who was from the narrators of Sahih al-Bukhari Imam Abu Dhar al-Harawi Imam Al-Tarqudni and Abu Dhar Al-Harawi were together. Abu Bakr Al-Baqalani, who was from the Ash'ara, came towards them. They were, they were walking past him. And then Imam Al-Tarqudni, he praised him and he, mashal, he, he honored him. Baqalani, who was from the Ash'ara. Then he, the student, Abu Dhar Al-Harawi, said to Al-Tarqudni, who is that? He goes, you don't know, that's the Imam, Abu Bakr Al-Baqalani, and so on. So he praised him, although he was a person of bid'ah. Then Abu Bakr Abu Dhar Al-Harawi, he started to go to Abu Bakr al-Baqalani. He started to go to Abu Bakr al-Baqalani. And eventually he took his aqidah from him. To the extent that it is said that in Maghrib and Spain, the one that made that passed the aqidah methodology, aqidah of the Ash'ira, was Abu Dhar al-Haghawi. All because of that individual, Abu Bakr al-Baqalani. So he stayed with him. Also another example that you can all comprehend. Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab, he's got a book called Kitab al-Tawheed that we studied. There was, from the scholars that came after Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab, an individual called Uthman ibn Mansur. He explained, he had a good explanation on Kitab al-Tawheed. Fat'ul Hamid bisharih Kitab al-Tawheed. He explained Kitab al-Tawheed. Very good explanation. He started to hang around with and sit with those people of deviation that used to warn against Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab and so on and so forth. And then he turned upside down, he started to... Then in 360, he started to refute Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab and his belief. Although he's got an explanation on Kitab al-Tawheed, he started to deny that which he, was, which he was upon. So when someone's saying to you, don't sit with the people of Bid'ah, it's not for the benefit of the teacher. If I say to you, don't sit with the people of Bid'ah, and you go to them, it doesn't harm me in the least. Because then I'll refute you after a while, it doesn't harm me. Lakin, it harms you as a young Muslim. When you sit with the people of Bid'ah, your heart, there will be love for the people of Bid'ah in your heart. And I mean the people of Bid'ah, those people who follow the Ikhwani methodology, the Tablighi methodology, the Ash'ari methodology, the Diabandi methodology, the Maturudi Aqeedah, and so on and so forth. Those are the people that I'm referring to. When you say, I'm only going to take knowledge from them, I'm only going to sit with them, I'm going to take the good and leave the evil. That's part of it, because how, you're a student of knowledge, how do you even know the evil? You're there to study under him. And then what happens? You'll end up studying, sitting with him, sitting with him. And after years, you will forget that you was even a salafi once upon a time. Or, wal-iyadu billah, even worse than that, you find yourself defending the people of Bid'ah and saying we can sit with them. And I'm going to read a few narrations before we go on to the next asal. I'm going to read a few narrations from the salaf. The Sheikh mentioned a few. And I'm going to read a few more narrations. <coughs> and the reason why I'm mentioning these, because when... Students are taught these things They are labelled extremists So when you say stay away from Ahlul Bid'ah People will say to you you're an extremist like, We're not extremists We're just applying the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih So listen to some of these narrations Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala 
طيب نعم امام احمد ساز امام احمد ساز رحمه الله يونه امام احمد فوم او اصول فوم او فوندمنت فاونديشنز از وتاكل بدع ليفين اوف بدع ليفين اوف بدعه وكل بدعه فهي ضلاله ان افري مسكايدنس از افري بدعه انوفيشن از مسكايدنس وتاكل خصومات ان ليفين اوف ارجوين والجلوس مع اصحاب الاهواء ان سيتين وذ ذا بيبل اوف مسكايدنس That's from our methodology, he says, from our foundations. وذلك لقوله جود ريفرس اوف الله That's the explanation of this. وقال تعالى وقد نزل عليكم في الكتاب أن إذا سمعتم آيات الله يكفر بها ويستهزأوا بها فلا تقعدوا معهم حتى يخوضوا في حديث غير إنكم إذا مثلهم. الله جل وعلا says that if you hear the verses of Allah سبحانه وتعالى being disbelieved in and being mocked فلا تقعدوا معهم do not sit with them. Do not sit with them. Until they go into another affair they start to talk about something else. And if you don't If you continue to sit with them, then you are like them. So imagine if the Prophet, if they're celebrating the Prophet's birthday and you're just sitting there. Or if they're calling to innovations and you're just sitting there and you don't care. And all you care about is followers and all you care about is people not labeling you to be an extremist. When you sit with them, that, that makes you among them. And that's very dangerous. So in order to not be among them and from them, then stay away from them. Also, <coughs> with regards to the hadith of the Dajjal, the hadith of the Dajjal, Imam Ibn Battah, he mentions this regarding, and he says that the person following the Jal and so on, he says, That's the statement of the Prophet يا معشر المسلمين أو مسلمين لا يحملن لا يحملن أحد لا يحملن أحدا منكم حسن ظنه بنفسه وما عهد من معرفته بصحة مذهبه على المخاطرة بدينه في مجالسة بعد أهل أهل هذه الأهواء فيقول أداخله لأناظره أو لأستخرج منه مذهبه He says beware or beware That is the words of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So the Sheikh is saying Don't think Don't let one of you believe That don't have good thoughts of yourself And think I can't be misguided How can I be misguided I'm a grown man You know Don't, don't accept that Don't think that And don't put yourself and your religion in jeopardy By sitting with the people of misguidance and saying, I'm only going to sit with him so I can debate with him, or so I can get him out of his madhab. Don't sit with him. Don't put yourself in that predicament and that dilemma. Also, uh, Abu Ham- he said, نعم, نعم, from Anas So he said, Anas <coughs> Those who deny the shafa'a, the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ, he said about them, they are liars. Do not sit with them. Abdullah ibn Abbas he said, do not sit with Ahl al-Ahwa, the people of desires. For verily sitting with them, it causes illness to the heart. Who is that? Ibn Abbas? Extremist? Sahabi. We can't call him extremist. Just because he's warning against Ahl al-Bid'ah. طيب. And it doesn't mean he's oppressing them. طيب. فضيل بن عياد he said رضي الله عنه from the salaf لا تجالس لا تجالس صاحب بدعة do not sit with a person of bid'ah ولا تجلس مع صاحب بدعة فإني أخاف أن تنزل عليك اللعنة don't sit with a person of bid'ah I fear that the curse of Allah will come to you that the curse of Allah will come to you. طيب. وقد دخل محمد السرير رجلاني وقد دخل على محمد السرير رجلاني من أهل الرواة فقال يا أبا بكر نحدثك بحديث Two men came to Muhammad ibn Sirin, who was from the students of Huraira, from the Tabi'een. And they said to him, listen, we're going to talk to you about a hadith. Qala la. He said, no. Qala, qala, they said, فَنَقْرُ عَلَيْكَ آيَةً مِنْ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ طيب, what about if we read, read a verse from the Kitab of Allah? Qala la. لَتَقُومَنَّ عَنِّي أَوْ لَأَقُومَنَّ Either you are going to go and leave, or I'm going to stand and leave. So he refused to talk about a hadith or ayah. He said, if you don't stand, I'm going to stand. فَخَرَجَ They left. فقال بعض القوم some of the people said to him يا أبا بكر وما كان عليك يقرأ عليك يقرأ عليك أو يقرأ عليك هو من كتاب الله what is the harm يعني even if they read just the verse from the كتاب of Allah قال he said إني خشيت أن يقرأ علي آية I fear that he reads a verse upon me فيحرفانها يعني they, they يقرأ that they both read فيحرفانها فيحرفانها that they Uh, misinterpret it and distort the meaning and that stays in my heart that their deviancy stays in my heart the wrong way that they've interpreted the Quran it stays in my heart that was who? that was Muhammad Muhammad also 
person says and this is very important a man says he says they said to him a man says <coughs> he says I sit with the people of Sunnah and the people of Bid'ah he says, I sit with the people of Bid'a. Maybe to advise them, to give them da'wah and so on and so forth, to show them we're not extremists, to bring them close. And I sit with the people of Sunnah. So I'm getting the best of both worlds. That's what he's saying. He says, I'm going to sit with the people of Bid'a and the people of Sunnah. What did Imam Uzai say? Did Imam Uzai say to him, as long as you're sitting with the people of Sunnah, you can sit with these people of Bid'a as well, half time, during break time, and you can sit with them. Did he say that? No, he said, هذا رجل هذا رجل That is a man. يريدو, he wants. That is a man who wants. يريدو, and يساوي بين الحق والباطل. He wants to make equal between the haq, the truth, and the baatil, the false. By saying I'm going to sit with Ahlul Bid'ah and I'm going to sit with Ahlul Sunnah. It doesn't go. You either sit with Ahlul Sunnah and you become Ahlul Sunnah. Or you sit with Ahlul Bid'ah and you go to their ranks. Khalas. And you take their methodology. So that is extremely dangerous. Another narration by Fudayl ibn Iyad. He said, Man Whomsoever glorifies and honors a person of Bid'ah, فَقَدْ أَعَانَ عَلَى هَدْمِ الْإِسْلَامِ Verily, he has helped in the destroying of Islam. Pay attention, Ikhwani. This is not an extremist saying this. This is not a madkhali, not a jami. And I guarantee you, Fudayl ibn Iyad did not know who Muhammad al Jami was or Sheikh Rabi'i. He didn't know them. He said, Man عَظَّمَ صَاحِبَ بِدْعَةٍ Whoever honors and glorifies a person of bid'ah. فَقَدْ أَعَانَ عَلَى هَدْمِ الْإِسْلَامِ He has helped in the destroying of Islam. وَمَنْ تَبَسَّمَ فِي وَجْهِ مُبْتَدِعٍ And whoever smiles to a mubtadi' فَقَدْ اسْتَخَفَّ بِمَا أَنزَلَهُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ Verily, he has belittled that which Allah has revealed upon Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Why? Because that person has belittled what Allah revealed by following this man. وَزَوَّجَ نعم. And he said, وَمَنْ زَوَّجَ كَرِيمَتَهُ مِنْ مُبْتَدِعٍ Whoever gives his daughter to a mubtadi' to an innovator, فَقَدْ قَطَّعَ رَحِمَهَا Verily, he has cut, cut ties with her. He has cut kinship with her. وَمَنْ تَبِعَ جَنَازَةَ مُبْتَدِعٍ And whoever follows the janaza. The janazah, the funeral of a mubtadi' لم يزل في سخط الله في سخط من الله حتى يرجع And whomsoever follows the janazah of a mubtadi' then he is in the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until he returns. And it was said that some of the salaf would be at the front of the masjid <coughs> and then when the janazah of a mubtadi' would be brought they would leave the masjid so that they don't pray on them. So all of these narrations, ikhwani, show that Staying away from the people of Bid'ah The people of innovation Who are upon an aqeedah That contradicts the aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah Is wajib It is what the Salafus Salih did And hujjah is in the Sharia qala law, qala rasul. As for what people do To say he sat with him So I can sit with him طيب, Those people that say you can sit with them What, what do they want? What is the end goal? Awza'i said it he said, Hada, you read that Rajul, he wants to make equal the people of Bid'ah and the people of Haq. The Sunnah and the Batil. The Bid'ah and the Sunnah, he wants to make it equal. That's what Imam Al-Huzari said. <coughs> so we have to be careful and we have to make sure that I'm not saying you say to everyone, you're Mubtada, you're Mubtada, and you label them. Yeah. Leave people alone. Like when you know a person is a person of Bid'ah, that's when you stay away from them. This doesn't mean you Stay away from every single Muslim Because the asal of the Muslim Is that they are upon sound creed how, Two questions How does a person come into Salafiyyah? By saying La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah Because Salafiyyah is the Sunnah And Sunnah is Salafiyyah And the Sunnah is Islam And Islam is the Sunnah You don't have to have a specific card Or ID card Or you, have to go to, you don't have to go to any location To be a Salafi like, and how does a person become any of these deviant groups? By giving them bay'ah, allegiance. By spreading their aqidah, by going to them, by going to the gatherings. So it is harder to be a mubtadi' than it is to be a salafi. It is harder to be an innovator than it is to be a salafi. A salafi, wallah, you don't have to do anything. 
خلاص لا اله الا محمد رسول الله الحمد لله بالله التوفيق لكن when you put yourself out there in harm's way of bid'ah that's when the problem comes that is when the problem comes the last asal al-asal al-ashik the shaykh says rahimahullah iltizamuna bil kitab wa sunnati fi kulli shu'unina wa ahwalina the last asal the shaykh says rahimahullah <coughs> is that we hold on to the kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we add upon the understanding of the salaf al-salih upon the understanding of the sahaba in all of our affairs in small affairs and big affairs anything to do everything to do with our day-to-day lives we follow the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this in reality doesn't mean this is the least important one la <coughs> when the sheikh mentions this and delivered this muhadira it doesn't mean that they are in order of this importance because this in reality goes back to the very first asal following the kitab of Allah and the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the sheikh says rahimahullah iltizamuna bil kitab wa sunnati fi kulli shu'unina wa ahwalina huwa aslul usuli it is the foundation of all foundations following the quran and the sunnah wal hakim alayha and it is the one that governs everything wa dhalika wuqufan 'inda qawlihi ta'ala as Allah jalla wa ala says wa ma kana li mu'minin wa la mu'minatin idha qada Allah wa rasuluhu amran yakuna lahum khayratun min amrihim as Allah jalla wa ala says that it is not for a believing man or a believing woman that if Allah jalla wa ala decrees a matter that they have a choice or a say in the matter. Allah when talking about the believers, he says, Verily the believers, what they say is what? If they are called to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and called to his messenger, that the messenger rules or governs between them, they say, we hear and we obey. If Allah tells them to do something, they say سَمِعْنَا وَطَعْنَا If the Prophet tells them to do something, they say سَمِعْنَا وَطَعْنَا And then the Sheikh says that there are many verses that command us to follow the Sunnah of the Prophet and many ahadith. From these ahadith, the Prophet said وَقَدْ تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ مَا لَنْ تَضِلُّ بَعْدَهُ إِذَا تَصَمْتُمْ بِهِ كتاب الله. I will left upon you that which if you hold on to you will not be misguided. Kitab, the Kitab of Allah in another narration and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Also, Abdullah ibn Abbas said, radiallahu anhu, in interpreting the verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا يَضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى In Surah Al-Daha, whoever follows my guidance, then he will not be misguided and he will not have a wretched life. Tatammana, ibn Abbas said, Tatammana Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah jalla wa ala has guaranteed, لِمَنْ قَرَأَ الْقُرْآنِ Whoever reads the Quran, and follows that which is in the Quran, that he shall not be misguided in the dunya and he shall not be from the wretched and the unfortunate ones in the hereafter. So that is a guarantee. Allah says, Whomsoever follows my guidance, the guidance of the Prophet, which is the Quran, he will not be misguided in the dunya or in the hereafter. Then the Sheikh says, Rahimahullah, فَلِلْتِزَامُ بِالْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ أَمْنُ وَاجِبٌ So holding on to the Kitab of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is something which is compulsory. وَيَجِبُ عَلَى الدُّعَاتِ And is wajib upon the du'ati لَلَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى Those that are calling to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is wajib upon them. أَنْ يَعْتَنَوْ بِهِ عِنَايَةً عَظِيمًا It is important that they give importance to it, to the Kitab of Allah. And the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu and calling to them, وَأَنْ يَجْعَلُوا نُصْبَ أَعْيُنِهِمْ وَأَنْ يَجْعَلُوهَا نُصْبَ أَعْيُنِهِمْ And they always keep that in mind. فَمِنَ الدُّعَاتِ And from the du'at, from the callers to, to, to Islam. وَلِلْأَسَفِ And obviously with extreme regret, he says, مَنْ يُقَدِّمُ هَوَاهُ وَرَأْيَهُ عَلَى كِتَابِ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّةِ رَسُولِهِ There are those, they are calling to the way of Allah, لكن they put their desires in or uh, the, uh, before the Quran of Allah, the Kitab of Allah, and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. وَإِذَا كَانَ يُسَمِّ وَإِن كَانَ يُسَمِّ هَذَا الْهَوَى Although these desires that these people are using, although so after leaving off the Kitab of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and judging with their hawa and using their hawa and their desires in calling to Allah, they will say وَإِن كَانَ يُسَمِّ هَذَا الْهَوَى They will name that. <coughs> Uh, be, uh, with a different name in order to justify it. تَسْمِيَةً لَا تُسْمِنُ وَلَا تُغْنِ مِنْ جُوعٍ And it doesn't matter what you name it. Sometimes they call it مَصْلَحَ فَإِنَّ فَالَّذِينَ يَجْعَلُونَ مَصْلَحَةَ الدَّعْوَةِ مُعَارِدَةً لِلْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ فَيُقَدِّمُونَهَا عَلَى نُصُولِ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ هَؤُلَاءِ قَدْ ضَلُّوا السَّوَاءَ سَبِيلٍ
So he would say, he's saying, there are those people who they leave off the teachings of the Quran and the Sunnah when giving da'wah. And they say that in the name of what? The maslaha, the benefit, necessitates this. So for example, you will find them sitting with the people of innovation. You will find them not warning against the people of innovation. You will find them not talking about innovations and warning against different groups. And they will say that the maslaha, the benefit, necessitates, and wisdom necessitates that we don't talk about these things. And that we don't warn against them. Like in the Sheikh says, those that give precedence to the benefit of the da'wah and make it as if it contradicts the Qur'an and the Sunnah, then they have contradicted the Qur'an and the Sunnah and they have they are misguided. <coughs> so from the things that they say, وعاداهم. And he says And from the things that they do Whoever opposes them And contradicts them in this affair of this What is this affair? They say we're calling to da'wah bil hikmah Using wisdom So all of you guys You're saying bid'ah and bid'ah No, we don't need to be talking about bid'ah at this particular moment We don't need to be warning against these deviants at the moment Because we're trying to pull them in so they, the Sheikh is saying that, that sort, those sorts of people, that group of people, they're misguided for using that. Because they've contradicted the Quran and the Sunnah. The Quran and the Sunnah tell us to call the Tawheed of Allah and warn against what? Innovations. Like in these people are saying then the wisdom and the maslaha, the benefit necessitates that we don't talk about these things. And that's the methodology of who? Ikhwan Muslimin. They say, let's not talk about anything that we disagree upon. You go khuruj, you want to do khuruj, do khuruj. But let's just be okay. You want to celebrate the birth of the Prophet? Ahlan wa sahlan, khalas, celebrate the birth of the Prophet. You're not harming anyone, khalas, that's fine. And, and so on and so forth. You want to negate the names of Allah Jalla wa Ala? That's fine. As long as you're okay, and alhamdulillah, we can sit and drink tea and coffee, you're good to go. That's how they are. And then they say that is the maslaha, that is what the ummah needs, because we need to bring the ummah together. Billah alaykum. Am I talking from, as if I'm coming from Mars? Are these not things that go on in the da'wah? We leave Ahlul Bid'ah alone so that we can all be united. Let's all be united. That in reality is a liberal mindset. That is a liberal mindset. Let's all be united. That means let's leave off our foundations. And that's not possible. So the Sheikh says, Rahimahullah, whoever contradicts them on their fault, on their belief, whoever exposes their badil, يجوزون الافتراء عليه سبحان الله شيخ عبد السلام والله رحمة الله عليه he says يجوزون الافتراء عليه they make it permissible to lie against him that's why they say أهل السنة for example just as a simple example they will say أهل السنة say or the Salafis they're bootlickers they say that we let the حكام do what they want to do is that true? of course it's not true did, did we not say لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الله صح؟ There's no obedience when it comes to disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But they will leave that out. And they will say that you're saying you can do ufawahish, you can do sins, and you can have concerts, and they make halal and Halloween halal, and Fawzan makes Halloween halal. Because they believe, just because Fawzan contradicts them in their Ba'dil beliefs that they can lie upon him. That's exactly what the Sheikh is saying. And that's what they do today. And they will say, you're an extremist for talking about bid'ah. I'm an extremist. Call the Salaf Salih extremists. طيب. And they will label them to be certain things and to be this and they're this and they're lying and they're doing this and they're attacking and then so on and so forth. Why? Because according to them, that is maslahatan lidawa. Because that is the maslah of their da'wah that they think is wisdom to warn against their brothers from Ahl Sunnah or the people of Sunnah and lie against them and say that they are bootlickers and so on and so forth. And they do not know. They don't contemplate on the word of Allah He mentions the verse of Allah Allah says Verily those who harm the believing men and the believing women In that which that they did not do Then they have lied a great lie <coughs> and, then, <coughs> and they have fallen into a great sin So in summary This last mas'ala or this last asal the Shaykh is saying, 
we hold on to the Quran and the Sunnah in every single way. Whether it's when we're giving da'wah, whether it's when we're praying, whether it's how we pay zakah, how we deal with our parents, how we deal with our friends and family and so on and so forth. Our what we implement should be the Quran and the Sunnah of Allah, the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the madhab of the Salaf or the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih. And the only way that we can know the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih is if we learn what the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih is. Now that you've learned what the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih, or now that you've heard some of the narrations of how the Salaf dealt with Ahlul Bid'ah, you've heard some of them. When you hear your Salaf brother saying, let's stay away from this Jama'ah, or this Jama'ah, or this Jama'ah, will you call him an extremist? Why not? Why don't you call him an extremist? It's from principles of the deen. If you call him an extremist and them an extre- them extremists, then call Imam Ahmed, Fudayl ibn Iyad, Imam al and so on and so forth. Call all of them extremists. Where does the extremism come into it? Just by saying, follow the Quran and the Sunnah, are you an enemy of the people? No, you're not an enemy of the people. So we'll end on that note, inshallah. So this book, obviously, we've skimmed through it. Like, it's important that you read it, and it's very beneficial. And although it was written 20 years ago, like, it is as if he wrote it this morning. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon him. May Allah jalla wa ala uh, raise him with the, angel, with the prophets and the shuhada and the sadiqeen and the salihin. <coughs> May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make his grave. A garden from the gardens of paradise. For rahmatullahi alayhi rahmatullahi wa sallam. Allah ta'ala a'lam wa ahkamu billahi tawfiq.